Welcome to JP's Football Talks, everybody. We are live in the greatest city in the great state of Texas. This will be Dallas. I'm with my man, my partner in crime, as always, Mr. Phil Ketterman. How we doing this evening, Phil? You know I don't live in Dallas, right? <clears throat> I know you don't live in Dallas, but we broadcast this show live here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't you on Garland? Come on now. No, actually, I am in Dallas. According to my driver's license, it does say Dallas. You already changed your license? Dude, I changed my license back anyway. in May of last year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot you've been yeah, here Yeah, dude. It's, God, since November of 2018, I've been living here, man. Heck yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's get it going. Well... All right, let's get it going. But uh, before we get it, before we get on with the show, man, I want to, you know, we we were hit with some pretty tragic news earlier this afternoon, and I want to give a little shout out to you know to call the late the late great uh, Black Bomba Kobe Bryant, uh, very good man, uh, very very tragic to see him go this early. Same with his daughter. Um, I know his family and wife and the rest of his children are probably feeling it tonight uh so i want to give a little tribute to them you know i and god just really sad uh what's your take on that phil man i just you know it wasn't just him there's a base a college baseball coach and his kids and wife her kid and wife you know it just shows man it it could all end in, in a matter of seconds. You never know when it's your time. That's what uh, that's what's so terrifying about life, but it also makes it beautiful. That's very true. That's very true. It's like the old saying goes, God works in mysterious ways. Uh, he absolutely does. Yes, uh, but we're going to do something a little different today. So I liked your idea last week, you know, doing top five coaches of college and NFL. I want to start with yours, Phil. So give me your top five. We'll start with college first. Give me your top five college coaches of all time. You want me to start at five or one? Or, you know, I'll start. I would say no particular order because there's hundreds of coaches out there that deserve it. But I'm just going to ramble off five of them. Uh uh, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant is arguably he's my favorite coach of all time. Uh, what he did at Kentucky and Texas A and M and Alabama, uh, legendary, legendary. What he did, what he did down in Junction, Texas, with the Junction Boys, his first year at A and M, he would probably not get out of prison if he pulled that today. Uh but he made them into men. He taught you how to be tough. Uh, he's definitely he's he's high up on the list for me. Uh, another Bama coach currently, Nick Saban, held by many to be the greatest of all time, and I would tend to agree. Um, after what he's done, not just there, but at LSU, Michigan State, Cleveland. Who knows what would happen when he coached for the Dolphins if they would have got Drew Brees? Who knows where they would have been. Um, but another legendary coach. Let's see, who else did I have? Those are two. Well, I'm going to be a bit biased. Uh, I would say that uh, I think Mac Brown's got to be on that list somewhere. This is my personal opinion. Uh, you know, I'm sure as you know why I believe that. Great guy, just a great, you know, great, great person. He was one of the first coaches to very heavily start recruiting sophomore players in high school. And that's why he's able to get very good talent at Texas a lot of those years. And I think he was forced out, even though I think he was better than what they have now and have had since. And I hope he does great at North Carolina like he did the first time. Uh, let's see. Dang it, what was his name? I got I got one that I don't think that you think you saw coming. 
I'm gonna have to go with my man Pete Fredenberg. If he counts. He counts. Does he yeah, count, he's, John? He's a college coach. No matter whether it's Division One, Two, II, or Three, I still count that. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely he's he's one of the best. Uh, he's one of the best D three, but not just that. He's one of the best overall. I think he could be successful at any program. I just think that he chose to start the program at UMHB and turn it in to the powerhouse it is today. And uh, another coach that I think does not get a lot of credit, uh, Bud Wilkinson, uh, University of Oklahoma back in the 40s and 50s, I believe. He, uh, I got a couple of his books. I got one of his books, I'm sorry. So tell me a bit and about Bud Wilkinson. He... That's a name I've never heard of before. Tell me a little bit about his backstory. Well, I don't know the entire backstory. I know that he was at Oklahoma. He ran the split T offense, but he revolutionized it. That's the book I have on him is the split T offense. I believe he had an NCAA record. I think it still stands to this day of 48 consecutive wins, which I don't know about you, man, but that's unheard of, especially back then when they didn't have 15-game seasons. You know, there was – you know what I'm saying? They played the conference and they went to their bowl or whatever. There's no playoff. There's, you know, they played like 12 games a year, typically. So 48 games over. I mean, that's four years. Imagine you walk in as a high school freshman or as a college freshman and you never lose. You go to the NFL and you ain't never lost a college game. And that's playing all four years. That's not just playing two. You know what I mean? Uh, he was a very – he's a very good coach, very detail-oriented, or so it seemed. I haven't read much on him here recently, but like I said, I have his book. And uh, I don't know, man, when just thinking of the list, he just – he popped into my head as one of the greatest of all time. Now, in that same breath, I can say that Don Farrow, the inventor of the split-T offense, was also very successful. So those are your those. So add it more spin to it. Those five coaches. It was very successful. So you said no particular order. You got those as your five. So if you had to put them in order, who would you put as worst to best? Uh, I would go Mac at five, Pete at four, Bud Wilkinson at three. Bear Bryant at two. I like that. And Saban at number I think one. That, I think that. Well, you know, <laughs> making this list, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Uh, I was kicking myself and I was like top five because it seemed easy in theory. But, you know, looking into it and doing research and stuff like that, like, dude, I was texting you telling you, yeah, I'll be ready in five minutes. And I was still trying to, I was still thinking, like, should I take this guy out? Should I add this guy? You know what I'm saying? I was, shoot, in my opinion, Art Browse is a great coach, but I'm not touching that subject. There's a lot of people who don't like how I think. Five in theory sounds real good, but there's a lot of – in history, there's a lot of great coaches out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Um, now, let me give you my top five. You're just going to be all professional when I was just, ra- I was just rambling on. You're just going to be <laughs> no, all professional. No, well, I, well I, I'm going <laughs> to give you the five, I think. I'm not going to put them in particular order, though, just like you. Um, for college, I'm going to give you Nick Saban, I think. Like you said, great college coach to this very day. You know, he's made Alabama into a dynasty. Uh, I'm going to go Bear Bryant. Because he used to be, I loved the houndstooth hat. I loved his coaching style. Um, just great overall coach. Everywhere he went, he made them into contenders. Uh, Joe Paterno, God rest his soul. I, I put, I put, Ooh, I put Joe Paterno up one. there. Um, you know, he was at Penn State for years. Uh, 
great all-around guy. I know, I understand what happened, and, you know, it's almost like the Art Briles thing, but not. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're talking pure football, we ain't talking, we're just talking football. I mean, that was terrible. Don't get me wrong. What happened was bad. But if we're he just talking pure there. football, um, he's definitely Newt Rockney as one of the best. Is another coach I'm going to go. See, he was an honor. He was an honorable mention because he practically he didn't invent the forward pass, but he, he succeeded with it. He, and really? he died, he died in a plane crash. My in God. a plane crash. Yeah, I think they just won their bowl, and he was flying out to Los Angeles because they were going to do a movie about him. God. I believe is what and happened. I, and also, I, I and yeah, I know he's a Notre coach. Dame coach, but I I got to give him credit because he he was an innovator. That's mainly why. Rockney, new Rockney. Wait, who's that? Who? Oh yeah, you said his name. That's why. Um. Yeah, he was. He was, he was an innovator. Um, Go ahead. The last person, um, you you may argue with me on this one, but honestly, the my last one is Bobby Bowden. See, and when you say Joe Paterno, I immediately I knew you were going to go with Bobby Bowden because for the longest time they were neck and neck with career wins. You know who was going to finish out on right. top? Absolutely. I mean, no disrespect to Pete Fredenberg, no disrespect to Mac Brown at all. Both really great coaches. Not even any disrespect to Jimmy Johnson. But well, see, I was like I said, I was just being very biased. I was being a homer, you know, because like I said, you look at that list of great coaches. I mean, come on, you could pick from a hundred of them and all be justified with why you picked them. Exactly. You know what I mean? But if I had to rank those coaches from worst to best, number five, I'm probably going to go Newt Rockney at number five. Bobby Bowden, number four. Joe Pod, number three. Bear Bryant, number two. And number one, Nick Saban. So we agree with number two and those number guys, one. Those guys are unstoppable. And, uh, and the reason I put them above, like, Joe Paterno and Bobby Bowden is because of championships. They got six rings. Oh, yeah. I mean. Sure. They have statues built of them that are probably, I mean, I think Bowden might have one. I know Joe Paterno did, but we're not going to touch that. <laughs> I remember watching the video where they tore it down like he was Saddam's, like it was Saddam's, uh, Baghdad statue, like people were cheering and stuff. Is yeah, you should be cheering for something like that, especially since Joe Paterno brought the glory to Penn State for years and years. Exactly. Yes, sir. Now, let's go over to NFL. Give me what. Give me who your five in the NFL are. Man, this list is just as hard. Hold on. Let's see. I got to go Tom Landry. This is no order. I'll rank them in a minute. Tom Landry, he invented, I mean, he he ran the the Dallas shift. I remember that, the Dallas shift and the flex 4-3 defense. Along with, he pretty much invented the uh, four-deep secondary. He didn't invent it, but he helped revolutionize it. And because he was a cowboy for how long? I mean, he he would have still been coaching if it wasn't for Jerry, but you also know how I feel about Jerry Jones. Excuse me. Uh, Got to go. Um, golly, what's his name? Uh, God dang it. George Howell. Wait. Yeah, Papa Bear. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know why all of a sudden I got him mixed up with uh, – with uh, Paul Brown. I don't know why them two got mixed up in my head. George Hallis, them Chicago teams, I mean, golly, they were good. Uh, 
back you know back in the days they were in the T formation, single wing and stuff like that. I believe he was their coach when they beat Washington 73 to nothing in the championship game in like 1943. I mean, those are professionals, man. Like that's wild. Uh I think one of the greatest. Now, he may not have the championships to prove it, although he does have some. Uh, Tony Dungy. He's, in my opinion, one of the greatest of all time. Defensive guy, God-fearing man. Love Tony Dungy. Let's see. Uh, No, got to go with uh, Bill Walsh. I go on and on and on about him. Uh, you know, he helped invent the West Coast offense around the perfection. I still watch YouTube videos of him breaking it down, and he'll spend 20 minutes talking about one specific thing, and, like, you just, like, you're enamored for those 20 minutes. You're just sitting there, laser-focused, paying attention. Now he speaks. He has very – his voice just, like, draws your attention. Also one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. And, of course, I know that we're going to agree on this one again. Bill Belichick is probably the greatest. He's he's in my opinion number one. That's including that's passing up Don Shula too. That's why I'm saying this list is too small. I'm kicking myself for it now. He's the greatest coach in NFL history, in my opinion. Bill Belichick. Now, where I would rank all them, got Dungey at five, Hell is at four. Lander at three, Bill Walsh at two, Bill Belichick as the greatest coach in NFL history, in my opinion. I like that list. I think, you know, that uh, that really uh, – it's very hard to pick a top five of greatest coaches in the NFL of all time because there's so many that you could put. I mean, you could put, like you said earlier, Paul Brown you could put up there. Um you know, Chuck Knoll, uh, the list goes on and on. Bill Cower, you know. Jimmy- yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Like, I mean, there needs to be eras to this. But since we're talking broad range spectrum of the NFL's 100-year history, I mean, Tony Dungy, he got in just because personally I think he's a wholehearted individual. Hell, man, John Gruden almost made the list. That's just biased because I love John Gruden. <laughs> well, I say I, I tell you, I think he's one of the best head coaches in the league we have currently. John Gruden. Yeah, that's my opinion, though. He he's pretty good. I, I'll give. Of active of active NFL head coaches, I'd say he's yeah. in the top eight. No, I I can agree with you there. I can agree with you. Um, my top five, hmm, you know, it's hard for me because I love a lot of the NFL coaches, but Chuck Knoll is one of mine, you know, legendary Steelers. Legendary Steeler, yes, sir. He had that, um, that defense, I don't know, the Steel Curtain, thank you, the Steel Curtain. You know, he was the innovator of that. They played hard, hard nosed, grinded out football, and I loved his style. And he did it all with Terry Bradshaw. I'm just kidding. But, you know, yeah. I mean, he's as hardcore as it gets. I agree. John Madden is another oh, one. God. How can I forget him? John Madden, you know. Love the guy. I love John Madden. I know he's ex Raiders coach. I mean, he made Jim look what he did to Jim Plunkett. Before Jim Plunkett was at the Raiders, he was a piece of crap for the Patriots. He See, was, I knew you were going to bring the Patriots into it somehow. <laughs> well, it's true, though. You know, he was a bust for the Patriots. And then he went to Oakland and he fit right into John Madden's scheme. Yeah, I've run the ball pretty much. <laughs> 
Well, they had Dave Casper too, and they had a couple of other decent receivers then also. No, I get no, I totally understand. Yes, yes, Fred Bolitnikoff was the uh, one of their wide Wasn't Bolitnikoff the there? Um, number three, uh, or not yeah, number three, he was but my good. third pick for coaches, <laughs> for NFL coaches, is Papa Bear, or not, or not Papa Bear, um, Don Shula. Don Shula is still the only coach to this very day to have an actual perfect season. Not just a perfect regular season, an actual perfect season. He had Larry Zonka. He had Bob Greasy. He had Mercury Morris. He had so yeah, many, and that so gets overshadowed a lot. His Miami but... teams. He had Dan Marino for God's nope. sakes. Yeah, Bob Greasy yeah, was well, the quarterback. He won it with Brian Greasy, though. I think. Yeah, Bob, not Brian. That's listen. Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka. The no name. The no name defense. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's what Tom Landry coined it. He said because they had the defense full of a bunch of no name players. Um, but they were still winning. Bill Walsh, definitely (laughs) um, up there. I agree with you there. Great coach. Um, You know, he won it with Joe Montana. Uh, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, Roger Craig. Great, great players he had to coach. And he Roger did a Craig, magnificent yes, job. And, I, and of course, me being biased, I got to put Bill Belichick up there. I mean, look at the success that he sustained over the past 20 seasons. I mean, he's got records that are probably never going to be broken again. Yeah. Do you think he's going to – do you think he'll stick well, around he long enough to have year, the uh... – he wants to coach at least another 10 years. So, it's possible. It... Yeah. Yeah, but it is a different day and age. Yeah, but he's not that far behind. He's only – So, I mean – What? I think uh, – let's see. How many – he's got, what, 63 career wins, I think? Oh. Who? Shula? No, 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 no. Um, I'm talking about Belichick. He's got, what, 300? I think he's, he's got 300, a little over 300 career wins. I think he's only like 70 behind Don Shula. No, I think Don Shula only had like 343 or something. See, I was totally wrong. I was <laughs> like 30. I mean, that's easily able. That's five seasons. I mean... That's like you said. That's that's seven seasons with a ten game a year win. You know, sprinkling an eleventh, you know, eleven game year, twelve win year. That's very attainable. I don't know how old the guy is. Sixty something. Ooh. Yeah, he'd be pushing. What I think he can do it. Um, Now ranking those coaches. John Madden at number five. Chuck Knoll at number four. Um, dang it. Uh, see, three and two are kind of hard for me. Because I like Bill Walsh. But at the same time, you know what? I'm going to go Bill Walsh at number two. I'm kind of skipping around here, I know. Uh, you know, That's all right. I, I, I totally forgot what one of the coaches that I said now. God dang. <laughs> oh, God. You talking yeah, Shula? thank you. Uh, I put Don Shula at number three. Bill Walsh at number two. And I, you, you were right. You and I agree with this. But Belichick is the goat. He is the goat. I'm sorry. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. I don't care what anybody says about the goddamn Spygate crap. He is the goat. 
Well, you kind of got a little ang- anger in your voice there for a minute. Well, base. because it came up twice, you know, since he's been coach. And, you know, because they got Spygate and then Spygate 2.0. Deflategate. Well, I can't put Deflategate on him because he was found innocent and all of that. So I don't really count them. Yeah, you did. You sent me that link. You're right. No, I watched that video you sent me. I thought that was crazy that ESPN five years later. Oh, we we're now going to come out and apologize for pinning Deflategate on the Patriots because they really didn't do anything wrong. Stupid. But I just like saying it because it really is so stupid that uh, you would think that underinflating a football would actually like help a bunch. I mean, it might help a little, but I mean, come on, they got blown up by like 35 points. And what was funny, come on and now. what people don't realize is what was funny about that is if you look at Tom Brady's stats between both halves, his halves, his stats in the second half were better than in the first half. After they brought it to their yeah. attention? So it's like... Mm-hmm. Inter- See, that's what I'm saying. I just like talk. I just like talking mess. I don't actually believe that that helped in any kind of way. You know what I mean? No. I just like I just like poking of fun. Course. That's all. Of course, you got to poke fun when it comes to stuff like that. Um, but yeah. let me let me ask you this. So I want to kind of I want to kind of backtrack here a little bit. Um, in your honest opinion. Let's say if Joe Paterno and Nick Saban squared off against each other, who do you think would win? Are we talking just like Bama's most dominant team versus Penn State's? Take the Penn State team that won the championship the year that SMU got I think that was in the 80s. Before the death penalty, so probably yeah, like before early the 80s. death penalty. And let's take God, there's been so many good Bama teams under Nick Saban. Let's take the twenty Take the fifteen. Which team, team was that? Was that the one that had uh Derrick Henry? No. Maybe Yeah, that was Derrick Henry, I think. Tyler. I think the 15 team produced like nine first rounders or something like that. Really? Not nine, but like nine in the draft. I don't know what it was. I know one of those teams was so ungodly talented. It's not even funny. It may have been the 2012 team. Because that was the. Yeah, you're probably right. Dante Hightower, Courtney Upshaw, Robert McClain. Uh. God, who else did they have on that team? Man, this. Oh, um, Kareem Jackson, Mark Barron. I forgot about him. Yeah, so that team's probably going to be. I think, yeah, that team, if coached by Joe Paterno, is probably going to beat that Penn State team. You're probably right. I mean, talent-wise, I don't care. I could be coaching them. That talent level was ridiculous. Oh, my God, yes, it was. That that, that talent level was ungodly. Now, if you were to say all things equal, the equal teams, I think think Saban would beat Paterno just because he's transitioned – I mean – Come on, do you think Joe Paterno would have any idea how to stop an RPO? No. If they played right no. now? No. Like, that right there. But you get what I'm saying? Like, if he were still around, it'd be a lot different. But the fact that I'm pretty sure he passed away before they even, like, started running those a lot, I think that that right there would have Saban winning, even though he's a defensive coach. Because as far as I can, Paterno loved to run the ball. Uh, golly, that's a good one, man. I could see, you know, if Paterno had that Bama team, he's winning. But at the same time, if they played all things equal, 
uh, I think Saban will win just based on the fact that excuse me, he's still currently coaching. And like, okay, we can't stop the run, but they don't know how to defend the RPOs. We're just going to outscore them. Can you? That's hot. That's that's my. Can you believe that 2012 Bama team won a championship with AJ McCarron as their quarterback? But look at their running backs and offensive line. All they had to do was be a game manager. Hell, they didn't even have to show up half the time. Their defense could have probably won them some games. Who was their running back back then? It was um, Eddie Lacy. Oh, yeah, Cheeseburger Eddie. (laughs) Cheeseburger Eddie. (laughs) We're going to be calling Zeke that here pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah, he's getting up there. Was it him or was it Trent Richardson? No, he was like 09. No, that was Mark Ingram. No. That was Mark Ingram. Oh, yeah. But Trent Richardson was his backup. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's a beast. I can't believe he's been in the league 10 years now. No. It don't seem like it, does it? Who is he with? What? Oh, he was with uh, New Orleans. Uh, Baltimore this year. I know, but he was originally with yes, New Orleans, for I believe. nine seasons, he was with New Orleans. Golly, it really has been that long. God. Dude, we were still in high school when he was at... Man, we are. Yeah, we are, man. Um, Okay, how about this? This would be a battle of teacher versus student. Belichick versus Nick Saban. Oh, man. I think the world would implode. Dude, I don't know. They're so similar. Like, I mean, I know Saban's a secondary guy. I don't know what Belichick is. But they both teach very intricate fundamentals. They both harp on it. Saban's more of a yeller. Dude, I I don't know about that one. I think they could both – they could probably take each other's places on the sidelines and people wouldn't even notice. Like, that's how similar I think they are. Yeah, it'd be a toss-up, but I think in that aspect, I think Belichick would come out on top because he pretty much taught Nick Saban everything that he knows. But again, again, though, Saban could run the RPO on him, and is Belichick able to stop that? Well, I mean, the NFL, they run that in the NFL nowadays. Right, right. But, like, if you got a quarterback, like, it depends on who you have running the RPO, too. Like, Belichick. Are... Well, not just that. Saban's got to stop zone reads and read options and triple options, stuff like that. And you see that every now and then in the NFL, but not, like, every down offense. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I think it'd be a close game, but in the end – I think it'd come down to whoever had the ball last, and I think Bill and I think if Billichek had it, I think he would win. I mean, you're not wrong. He always has been able to squeak out a win with the with their quarterback they got up there. I forgot his name. Oh, Sistom. Yes, yeah, Sistom. <laughs> Yeah, that one. God, I love calling him that. <laughs> well, you know who you could thank oh, yeah. for that. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I. But hey, I almost got him turned to the dark side, man. He's starting to, he's starting to agree that uh, Brady is a playoff MVP caliber quarterback now. Okay, I could be wrong. I could see. <laughs> I could see I was listening to one of his podcasts, and he was talking about a lot of people has brought to his attention whether or not Mahomes would be as good without all that talent. So, I mean, you're right there in that aspect. We'll see. When it comes to Mahomes, we'll see in the next year or two, like when they have to pay him so much money, pay him $100 million a year. 
Um, or yeah. That they can't keep nobody else. He's going to be the modern day Aaron Rodgers. Right. He's going to, he's, they're going to tie up all their money into him and they're not going to be able to go out and get anybody. I mean, it's not like they're spending money on defense. No, they get rid of all their players on defense. Hence getting rid of Justin. I know. No, I'm just, I'm poking fun because their defense hasn't always been very good. No, it hasn't. Um, but yeah, like, man, I just, I, I want to see it. I really want to see, like, Bilicek and Saban just go head to head. Even if it's just like an exhibition game, like, for fun. Or like a Pro Bowl or something? Not even the Pro Bowl. Like, yeah, because nobody takes that crap serious. Those players are out there having fun. Right. It proved today. Look at the score of the Pro Bowl today. Look at what it was. 30 what was to it? 33. Oh, heck. You know who I would want on my Pro Bowl team, though? Who's that? Sean Taylor. Oh, the late, great Sean Taylor. Yes. Do you remember when he about killed that punter who was faking a punt in the Pro Bowl? He completely leveled him on the sideline? Oh, I don't remember. Do you I not don't remember, remember that? Dude, look it up. Type in Sean Taylor Pro Bowl hit. And they were. Everyone's all playing around. He comes flying in and completely cleans his clock. It's actually really hilarious. Would Sean Taylor? Would Sean Taylor be like, a Hall of Famer if he was still alive? Oh boy, I don't know about that one. Because I hate to say it, but like his potential was there, but you know his passing really hyped him up. Now. Yeah, you know what? I think he could be. I think he would have been. Barring any injuries, I think he could have. I mean, he was good, man. He was oh, he's knocking people out left and right. Yeah, I would say he would be, barring any in- injuries. He was on pace. I put him up there with Brian Dawkins. Yeah, that's he. I was thinking of him. I wasn't thinking Ed Reed, but yeah, Brian Dawkins definitely. I could see them two being very just similar. Another life just cut short, you know, and and all he and you know what was messed up with Sean Taylor getting dying is he was protecting his family. Yeah, he didn't no. even do nothing. Like they were just robbing him. It's not like it's not like he was doing something stupid. Like he, he was just at, he was the, at house the house chilling. chilling in bed with his wife, and people broke into his house, and he was just trying to protect his family. Like, God, that's just that's horrible, horrible that that happened. To him. Hey, man, I sleep most. I sleep next to both of my guns, so you know, there's a reason for that. Hell yeah, you don't know what you don't know, man. You really don't. No, and now ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. You know, it might just be a coyote or skunk or snake or something like that, but you never know. Well, especially where you live. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, my mom was telling me a story about how before I was born, she was at she was out here by herself. My dad was working, and she kept hearing these 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 uh, like something was on the porch. She kept walking back and forth. It was like two o'clock in the morning. And she opens the door, gun in hand, and there's a cow standing there. You just never know. The cows got out. Like, cows are chilling on the back porch, walking back and forth. But, you know, you get what I'm saying, though. That could have been a person. Anyway, they would have got smoked anyway, exactly. so it don't matter. Um, oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. This, this, I think this may have happened though already, but Chuck Noll and Bill Walsh. Uh, Bill Walsh. Yeah. If, if Montana had time to throw the ball, which he didn't need much time, 
but that intricate passing game they had was revolutionary. I mean, it's still being used. But at that time, it was unstoppable. I, I got to go with Bill Walsh if they get time to throw. And his defense, people people talk about that offense. That 49ers defense was pretty salty too. Like, that's ballers out there. Oh, And they're running a lot. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Who you got? I would go Bill Walsh just because the – I understand, you know, Terry Bradshaw. He had Franco. He had Lynn Swan. He had um, – what was that other guy's name? I can't remember the other receiver's name. I used to know his name. Thank you, John Stallworth. Um, But I thought it was John because it wasn't Dante. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Stallworth, John Stallworth. Yeah, but in the end, no. No, 49ers, Bill Walsh all the way. I mean, do you think the Steelers had anyone who could have covered Jerry Rice? Hell no. And he wasn't even a big burner. He was just a great route runner who caught everything. Yep. Like, he's – yeah, I got to go Bill Walsh with that one. That West Coast offense, like I said, excuse me, it's still being used today. Like, that says a lot when they're still using concepts from an offense like that. Well, also, Jerry Rice wasn't afraid to go over the middle either. It, well, that's what I'm saying. He was a good route runner. Caught everything. He knew he was going to get killed, but he caught it anyway. Wide receiver of all time. But I'm glad we can agree on that. Oh, there's no, there's no question on who. On a lot of people say Randy Moss. I don't because he doesn't got no rings. Well, that's a team accomplishment, though. Yeah, but Jerry Rice was also a Super Bowl MVP but, one year. I get what you're saying, though. Jerry Rice, he also had, what, most catches, yards, and touchdowns? Like, he was averaging how many yards and how many catches, like, in his 20th season or something like that? Like, yeah. He was, was that good. when he was with the Raiders? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was with Seattle for a while, too. I think he was only there for, like, one year, and then he went to Denver for one year, and then he retired. He didn't go to Denver. Yeah, he did. did he? I think he was there for like training camp, and then they cut him, and he ended up just retiring. Okay, thank God, because I cannot see him in Denver. It was, I think, it was the year that they went to the AFC Championship game, actually. And they'd have probably won it if he played. Yep, that was yeah. It was oh five oh six. That was the year that Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl. Jerry Rice played until 2006? Yeah. Golly. I forgot all about yes, that. Yes, he did. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that isn't crazy. He started what? You know what? I, I got to look this up because now I'm, I'm curious. Jerry. Jerry Rice. Yeah, dude. 05, 06. Golly, that's insane. That is insane. (laughs) Oh, my God. He literally played 20 seasons. How many receivers nowadays do you know that can do that? Uh, I mean, it depends if I'm just sitting on the bench and they don't want me to play. Heck, I can make it 20. I bet you Larry Fitzgerald will make it to 20. Oh, yeah. What's he on? His 18th? I don't know about that one, man. He might. Well, it depends. I mean, he's, he's pretty much done it all anyway. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, the only thing he really needs now is a ring. Exactly, yeah. 
but I hate to tell him he ain't gonna get it in Arizona. He gonna he he gonna be that that ship's gonna sail. But but yeah, he 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 will finish in Arizona though. He may go somewhere else, but who else is gonna take him for a year contract? Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I feel about that one, John. You don't? I like Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know how I'd feel about it. Because right then, that would definitely prove he's just chasing rings. Of course. Say, I mean, come on. Say, let's say this then. Say say Sis Tom ain't there anymore. Say it's Jared Stidham and he goes to the Patriots, Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. Uh, all right, you might be right. Okay, good point. Yeah, then then the narrative would be a little bit different. Even though they're still just going to be riding the coattails of that defense. It depends, though. It depends. That. What you think, Stidham's that good? No. No, I don't. I don't think he's. He, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Well, I mean, he's like a rookie. Yeah, this is only second be a year second year. I mean, where did he go to Baylor college? for two years and Auburn for two years? Okay, I was just testing. Actually, I... you know where he went to high school? No, Stephen. Really. Yeah, he was the yellow jacket. No shit. Wow. Yeah, no. We went to Stephenville, I believe. Ain't Dude, that wild? That is wild. That that's 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 insane. God. People do not God you have I talk to so many people that love football like we do, and they have no idea how much great talent comes out of the state of Texas. I mean, well, that's just ignorant. I don't know, man, because, you know, talent comes from everywhere. In some states, like California, Uh for example, right? Like, they have a massive population, but they recruit down there. So you got your, you know, your De La Salle's and your Matter Day and your Corona. I think it was Corona Centennial or something like that. I'm not saying they recruit, but like those are your standalone programs. In Texas, though, man, it seems like every region has a powerhouse. And that powerhouse, there's also other powerhouses in that same region. Like it's. I don't know, but you're right. There's a ton of talent that comes out of Texas. There's a ton of great teams that I would say can match up. I would say, you know, like, okay, who was it? Ulysses Trinity, I think. They beat De La Salle a couple of years back, and they lost in the first round of the Texas high school playoffs, and De La Salle won state that year in California. Think about that. We beat them. They win state. We lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's by district. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm somewhere in that that region. But can you imagine how insane that is? To know that you lose in a round of what sixty four? Yes. And that's just one classification. That's one division of one classification. That is one of twelve state championship trophies. Not to mention private school. Jesus, man, that is that's insane. It really is. It, it, when you look at it, like Euless Trinity. Now, Euless Trinity is around my area, right? Yeah, they're like no, northwest Fort Worth, I believe. Okay, I thought they may have been in Euless, but all right. They are in Euless, which is what Northwest Fort Worth, isn't it? No, no, Euless they're like is right after Irving on route on one eighty three. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's it's like in the middle between them. Two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the same place. Yes, that's where they're at. Damn. 
And um, it just the DFW region alone, like the DFW Metroplex. Look at all the talented high schools mm-hmm. that are there. I mean, Duncanville, Cedar Hill, DeSoto, uh, Southlake, Allen, Euless, Capel, Arlington, Martin, uh, Skyline. No, Skyline's horrible. Okay. They were for a while. Uh, the Mesquite schools, the Lancaster schools, maybe not Mesquite, but the Lancaster Lancaster's schools. Lancaster's only got one school. I know I'm missing a couple. Okay, the Lancaster school, whatever. Uh, Island Park. Oh, yeah, Island Park. The Frisco schools, if you want to consider them, at least Frisco Lone Star. And Frisco High School, the Raccoons, they're pretty good. They run the wing tee. Um, if you consider the Denton schools part of Dallas, you got Denton Ryder, Denton Geyer. You got them. You got Brock. You got Alito. Prosper. I mean, pro- I mean eh. you just swing the stick, man. And, and I mean, come on. That's wild. It is. But I mean, but Dallas, but see, we say the Dallas area like it's one one little thing. I mean, how long would it take you to drive from, you know, where you're at to Denton? That's without traffic. That's what I'm saying. So we say the Dallas area, that's still a lot of great teams, but it's not as small as, it's not like these schools are next door, which in some case, DeSoto and Cedar Hill, they're like nine miles apart. That's pretty wild. I would say Duncanville and Cedar Hill are closer. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I think, but still, that even makes it, it wilder. Like, I, man, you, me, man, and you and I could talk high school football all day and night because, like, we just we love it so much, especially here in Texas. We we love it so much. Uh, while we're on that topic, just for real quick, does Lampasas make state next year? Come on. No. Dude, aren't they going to No, they're to staying 4A. Yeah, they're, they wouldn't. No. Now, who who was it? Longview. Was it Longview? No, no, no. Who was it? Oh, golly. Who is it? It was that East Texas team. God, they're good. Not Marshall, not Longview, not Luskin. The one that beat La Vega this year. Yeah. Yeah, who is that? Uh, God dang it, I gotta look it up now. God, who beat La Vega? Liberty Hill beat them last year. They're red. Carthage. Carthage. That's it. I think they're dropping down. No, they're no. moving up. They're moving up. Who's dropping down? Cal Allen's dropping down. Either way, it'll be – I don't know, man. No, nah, because their district could be easier because they lost Liberty Hill. Yep. But I don't know. That's going to be a good one. But, no, I don't think hey, so. Think about it, though, this year. When they played Carthage in the state semifinals, they were – they almost beat them. I think if you look at Carthage's, like – Schedule this year, I think Lampass has played them the closest. Oh, you're right. No, I believe that if they beat Carthage, they would have probably won state. Although La Vega was still pretty tough. I, I wouldn't have cared, man. I, I you know, that's my school, you know. If I, they would have gone to state, I would have I'd have had my Lampass's gear on. I'd have been sitting there right in Jerry World watching that game. Yeah, but oh man, that would have been great for the city. Where did that kid come from, man? Who Ooh. recruited him? That quarterback. Ace Whitehead, uh, I think is – I don't know where he's from, to be honest with you. I mean, has he always been a land passes kid? I think so. I mean, if he was, that's impressive. But if he's a move-in or something like that, I mean, it's still impressive, but – if you got homegrown talent like that who just pops up, that's wild. Shit. 
I don't know. Felisa's met him. He's a good guy from what I hear. I, I don't Yeah, she met him and interviewed him. Let me, I mean, I can ask her what she thinks of him. If he's that, you know, is he pretty intimidating looking? No. He's not jacked up or anything? No. No. No, just a lanky, lanky quarterback, huh? Uh, not even lanky. He's not lanky. Okay, so he looks like an athlete. He looks like an athlete. Okay. You know what? He, he's really good at staying cool under pressure. It, I think he was just a freshman when he first took him to the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Three rounds deep. She said that he's very cool under pressure. And see, when you have that, and especially in high school, you're going to succeed. Dude, if you have that pretty much anywhere, you're like, you can't teach that. That's just natural. God. I don't know, man. I hope he succeeds. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't see him winning state. That's all. Let me see what that, let me see in February when they release the new districts and the realignment and we'll get back to it. That sounds good to me. You know, that's just speculation right now. And that's me being biased too, because of course, Lampasas, that's my school. You know, I, I, I wrote, I ride. Well, there's just too many factors. I don't know who they're bringing back or who graduated. So, you know, they could come back even more loaded, and then I'd change my mind. But it's right now, just thinking, just right off the top, nah. Because all it takes is one drop ball or one fumble. You know, you could be, you could be the girl. I mean, look at a. Uh, Look at Longview. They were picked to win state. They were like the number two team in the nation. They lost in the second round. This year? Yeah. I think they lost to a Christian squad at Dallas. Wow. <laughs> a team that went five and five. And you get what I'm saying? Like any given Sunday, man. Any any Friday, given whatever. Friday night life, man. That's that's what it is. Um Golly, just oh, so now that the Pro Bowl is out of the way, we get to finally move on to the Super Bowl now. So next Sunday is going to be fun. Not for me. I got to work. Yeah, that's you know my beer, my beer cell is going to be through the roof. I imagine Dude, you probably ain't even going to have time to text me that day. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I I wish it was like a nine p.m. kickoff though, so I could at least be home by halftime. See, I think if it was on the West Coast, well, actually, no, 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 they wouldn't do that. But it's in, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited for it. I go Niners. You know, that's my last hope. Uh, no Andy oh, Reid. Yeah, no huh? Andy Reid. No Andy Reid. <laughs> but I, I was Dang. told by the one Jerry Denning the other day, he told me I had to do this. He said, if Mahomes wins next Sunday, will you congratulate him on the podcast? And I said, of course I will. Because... Yeah, because I'm sure he cares about our opinion. Yeah. Who? Mahomes? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, he don't give Mahomes. He don't even know we do this, man. <laughs> but I, it's like I told Jerry, exactly. I give credit where credit is due. With that being said, I say, I say next Sunday, we do the podcast. We cover the Super Bowl of who wins. And we look forward to the off season for each team. That, that works, works for that me. That works man. for me too. That could that's going to be very interesting because I want I want to see what each I oh, want to yeah. see how each team's going to improve so they can have a chance to host that Lombardi Trophy. Because when the season begins in September, all thirty two teams have a chance. Yep, nobody's officially that's... eliminated yet, except maybe the Browns and the Bengals. <laughs> Yeah, but I like the Bengals more than the Me Browns. Too. So. No, I, I I agree with you there. Me too. So we'll look forward to that next week. Um, but like I said, we're about to run out of time here. But I appreciate you coming on, Phil. 
like always. And uh, I look forward to next week's episode, my friend. Yeah, man. It was fun. Remember, yeah, Taco Bell, I'll man. talk to you later, brother. Yeah. <laughs>